latest episode of the Brushport Rose Union podcast. I'm your host and general president of the Brushport Rose Union. This month, I am joined by the one and only Hank Edley, member of the board of directors of Adepticon, the greatest miniatures convention in the world. Hank, thanks so much for joining me, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Simon. It's my pleasure. I've wanted to talk to you about Adepticon for ages. It's my favorite show. I, when I say it's the best miniatures show in the world, I, I, I genuinely mean that. I've been to conventions all over the world professionally, and nothing's like else is like Adepticon anywhere. So, well, uh, thank you. We've, you know, we try to put on the best show possible for everybody. I, I you, you really do, and uh, it's, it's just so cool. You know, I, I was back last year. Um, you know, if you're coming to Adepticon, I'm playing at the Brush Brothers Union booth, but uh, it was so cool to be back after a couple of years off the pandemic. Um, and uh, it's just great to see the show on the rise again. Yeah, I mean, it was a long journey, right? But uh, it was good to be back last year, and uh, we're excited about you know what we can be doing this year. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so could you tell me a little bit about Adepticon just in general? I know it's based outside of uh, Chicago, but uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about what Adepticon's about and its, its history. So uh, how did it start? Well, I mean, it, you know, Adepticon's going into essentially its its 20th year of, of existence, um, you know, obviously with a break for, for COVID there, but, um, you know, back in the day, um, you know, the, uh, games workshop was doing their, their games days and, uh, they'd expanded those in the U S and, um, they were starting to cut back on that. And, you know, originally started out as a big, you know, big 40 K event. Um, a lot of us were, were 40 K players and we kind of decided, you know, why couldn't we put on the kind of event that we want to play in? And um, at that point, we, we, we started with about 80 attendees. Um, we had partnered with a, with a local uh, gaming convention in Chicago. And, um, you know, we had a lot of success and eventually decided we wanted to do it on our own and um, kind of broke out year two and year three of Adepticon on our own. And that's, you know, really when it started to kind of take on take on that uh, life of its own. And we did a lot of hard work to reach out to the communities and clubs. I don't know if you remember, um, you know, in the back of White Dwarf magazines, they would list the gaming clubs. And oh, stuff. yeah. 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 I would, you know, I spent spent some evenings just calling up people and, and, you know, making a personal appeal to them to come and come to the convention. And, you know, we grew, you know, really, I think, through word of mouth and um, putting on a good show every year. And, you know, we've made some changes and, um, you know, we, we probably five, six years in, we really decided we needed to be more than, than just a, uh, 40k or a games workshop event. And you know, I'm a privateer press at that point in time, you know, Mark two was, was big and, uh, you know, we started expanding and clearly became a, <clears throat> there clearly became a need for, you know, some hobby seminars and some instruction uh, from from hobby talent. And so we looked to build out that side of the show. And it's just, you know, really kind of taken on a life of its own, really become my hobby. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's such a great success story. Uh, I remember actually um, back in 2010 when I worked at Privateer Press, maybe 2009, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there was the first year Privateer did anything at the show. And we'd been hearing about Adepticon and... Um, Back then, I was the, the social marketing manager and uh, kind of the community guy. And we, uh, I used to, they were like, hey, we should really check out the Depticon show. So they sent me and uh, David Carl out to just kind of scout it out. And we, we put on yeah. an exhibition game in the hallway um, at the old venue. Yeah. Uh, at the previous one, we, we had such a great time. We were like, we came back to Seattle and we're like, we got to be doing this show every year. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, no, it's 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 cool, and I haven't seen any growth. So, um, in two thousand twenty-three, this will be the second year back since the pandemic. Um, and you know, what was it like getting the show to survive through the pandemic? So you you were I think it was what two years of shows you didn't do. Yeah, I mean, if you if you remember back, right? I mean, the pandemic really hit there um, in the first half of of the year um, back in, I guess. 2020 right so um you know Depticon's typically held middle of march and <clears throat> we kind of come through the holiday season um you know we kept hearing things um you know and it was pretty clear honestly to to matt who's you know one of the other directors of the show and i that <clears throat> that we really needed to cancel the show but yeah you know we had uh we had to wait and kind of go through uh, channels, make sure that we had, you know, arrangements with the hotels and arrangement with the state and the city and the county and, and, uh, just get all of our ducks in a row to make sure that we could cancel and, and survive. Um, so we, you know, we tightened our belt. We, we appealed to our attendees and they, they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of them either took cart credit or took or you know, made a donation. Um, and that really, that really allowed us to survive and, and come back and put on the show, you know, what turned out to be two years later. I mean, I think when we, you know, when we canceled it and, you know, I, I don't think any of us had any idea that it would be, you know, really almost two years later before we were back. Um, yeah. But like the Gamma Trade Show had just happened uh, and actually had just gone off. Um, and I think that was the last like the last show that occurred before, you know, everything just kind of got locked down. Yeah. I had, I had friends who were there um, with uh, green Ronin and other companies and they came back and they were like, I can't believe we just did a show. Everything's falling apart. And then, then it all, it all fell apart. Yeah. I was actually, you know, I was actually out in Seattle um, in the Issaquah Bellevue area. And and I was in a, in the Microsoft buildings and uh, they were, you know, cleaning out a building like with hazmat type suits yeah. on and stuff. And we were wondering what was going on. And there was that, that nursing home, you know, where oh, yeah. kind of ground zero was like six blocks from where I was working. Yeah. And uh, at that point in time, you know, they sent us home and, and you know, I was traveling out to Seattle every, every other week. I thought, Oh, I'll be back in a couple weeks. I didn't return for almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's, it's been a wild ride for sure. But uh, yeah, Adepticon was back in 2022. Um, yep. I was, I was very happy that I finally had a booth there for Brush Wars Union. I had a great time. I can't wait to go again. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, forgive me for saying this, but I think the secret sauce behind Adepticon is the community. You know, you're, you're, the people who come to Adepticon are there to have a good time. They're there to bring painted miniatures. I, I was curious, what do, you, what do you guys do to really foster that community and create such a great vibe and, and such, so much enthusiasm at your event? Well, I think, you know, one part of that, right, is um, while we do do some, you know, we do have a board game area and there's some board game going on and, um, but really, you know, top to bottom, everybody that's there is, you know, a a miniature tabletop gaming enthusiast. So, you know, it's not that, you know, we're, we're discriminatory, I guess, against, you know, having, you know, RPG players or card players or whatever. Um, the, you know, the vast majority of the audience is, 
interested in kind of the same thing. And so that creates, you know, a really good vibe at the show. And then, you know, we really put the hobby first, right? So we, we, we really build an environment, I think, that celebrates the overall hobby, um, whether that be, you know, painting, playing, design, displays. Um, you know, we really celebrate, you know, the, the entire thing. And um, I think the audience responds to that. The attendees that we attract respond to that. And then, you know, there's really, now that we're going, you know, into our 20th year of operation, um, there's really kind of a family atmosphere, if that makes sense. Um, you know, people have kind of grown up. I mean, when I, when I started doing Adepticon, I was like 30, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's been, it's been 20 years. I didn't have four kids and, you know, my kids have grown up coming to the show and it's interesting to see, you know, the people that have been coming for now, you know, almost two decades and coming back with their kids, you know bringing their significant others. And there's been a real growth of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, it does have that sort of family feeling where, you know, where it's, it's almost like a reunion every year. You get to come there and you see people you haven't seen every year, maybe since because they're from another part of the country or even the part of the world, right? People come from all over for Adepticon. And it's, it's, it's such a great feeling to be there with these people. And everybody's there to really celebrate not just miniatures gaming, but the hobby of miniatures, like you said. And I think that might be the key to it. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with a lot of our team formats, which are kind of, you know, what we're really known for, I mean, those probably our team format events are kind of our bread and butter events. Um, you know, I've always kind of described those as like, well, you know, you grew up, you went to school, you had a game club or you went, you were at college and you had college buddies and you guys gamed, you know, you had a, had a club of, of gamers and then you, you know, went on in your life, you, maybe moved away, took a job, but Adepticon's kind of that, that one time a year, you can all kind of come back and get together and, and enjoy the hobby you, you did when you were in school or in college, or didn't have so many real life responsibilities, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we see a lot of that, right? Um, people that have, you know, moved away from one another, meet up at Adepticon every year and, and play. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, in the current world, it's so important too, because, you know, like, like this past year, for example, I saw people I hadn't seen in years and not just because, you know, they live on this other country, because there's been a pandemic and it was such a great yeah, chance to right. reunite with folks. Yeah, that was, it was, it was really, I mean, I mean, very moving, right. Uh, to have gone through two years of it being gone and um, shut down and, and the, the difficulties that we went through, um, to keep it alive and, and try to bring it back. And, um, but, you know, to get the, uh, the folks, um, you know, back, um, and engaged from a staff perspective, and you, you don't realize how hard that is to get to, to go from not doing it for two years to, to get back on and, and get it organized and, and put it on. But then to have all those people come back, um, you know, I think what was very clear to me, my, one of my biggest takeaways from last year was, how important it was to people. And, uh, that was very, I don't want to get sappy, but you know, it was very heart, it was very, uh, heartwarming to me and, uh, very emotional to me to see, you know, how, how really, how much everybody had missed it. So yeah. it kind of made it all, you know, kind of made it all worthwhile in the end. Yeah. 
no, I, I, I can, I can only imagine, you know, cause just speaking for myself, just, you know, being there as a, as a, an exhibitor, um, you know, I was emotionally overwhelmed a few times, just like, you know, seeing people, you know, I hadn't seen in years and, and there's a genuine question of like, am I ever going to see these people again? Because there's a pandemic, right. You know, and, uh, it was, it was an emotional few days. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen for, for, for two years and, and a lot of staff, honestly, right. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people that worked on Adepticon that I hadn't seen. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, one of the things I, I really, really respect and appreciate about Adepticon is that you, you do have the, uh, the fully painted, um, requirement for all the games played at the show. And I was hoping we could talk a little bit, you know, how you landed that. Cause I know occasionally, you know, you do see pushback about fully painted events and miniatures gaming. Cause people, cause there are, there is a section of the, of the community who they don't care about the panic. They just want to play the game and they find it you know, sure. uh, a little too exclusive for them. So I was curious, how did you, how did you come to that decision? And, you know, um, why? Well, I, I mean, to me, right. The, and, and, and I guess, I'm, maybe I'm old school or maybe, you know, it's just my perspective, but, you know, the hobby of, of what we're doing is, is, it involves, you know, involves playing and play involves playing a game. Um, it, but it's also a commitment to, you know, to play with an opponent. Right. And so it's a social contract that you have when you come to a gaming table to, to play with somebody else. And, um, you know, honestly, I am a big believer that, you know, your, your opponent's enjoyment is um, as or more important than really your own, right? And if your opponent's having a good time, you by nature are going to have a good time, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, part of that social contract is especially going to an event like Adepticon, you know, what people do in their own home, what people do, you know, at their local game store. But, you know, people are coming to Adepticon to have an ex really an experience that they can't you know, necessarily have at home or have at their local game store. And so, you know, you owe it, you owe it to your opponent to at least put forward a, a, a an effort to get your, your stuff on the table and have it presentable. Um, nobody wants to walk around a convention that they've come to and seen, spent a lot of money to attend to see a sea of, you know, gray plastic. I mean, that's not what, that's not what people are coming to Adepticon to see. So I, I, I do get a lot of people that think it's elite. You know, there's definitely, definitely a segment of the community that think, you know, they shouldn't have to paint. But um, in my world, um, it's a requirement for Adepticon. Now, there, there have been a few events at Adepticon. Uh, there's an open play area. Um, you know, if there's, a, if there's a, a launch weekend for something i think we you know with, with legion we did a we did a launch weekend where the box was only available that weekend and so we'd had special events for people to be able to get those models together and we had some painting seminars on how to paint those models you know we did a whole thing and um so i'm not going to say there aren't events where um there there are un there are some unpainted models but those are very few and far between Right. I mean, you know, if, if you and your buddy are at Adepticon, you, you buy a, a cool new starter set for a game and you, you put it together, no, you're not going to be punished for playing the unpainted miniatures, right? Like nobody's going yeah, no. to have a bad time. Yeah. If you want to go up on the up, open play tables and play with, you know, some model kits you just bought and assembled, feel free. But, you know, if you're, if you're playing in one of our, you know, one of our main tournaments and, you know, one of our main events, the, you know, the painting requirement is, is in place and it's enforced.
Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I really respect it because there, there are so many shows where you can just, you know, there, there is no painting requirement. Um, and that's fine. And, and not every show needs to have one or even should have one. Um, but, you know, I go to Adepticon and I always walk away so inspired because every table I see is beautiful. You know, even people who, you know, may not be the world's best painters, they put the effort in just a little bit. And every game just looks great because of it. Like you'll walk down a hallway and just see cool table after cool table. And I go home being like, I can't wait to go back home and, and do my own hobby. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Simon, if you saw the uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol tables that we did last year, that we painted for, yeah. really painted for the Marvel Crisis Protocol launch that was going to happen at Adepticon that, that got canceled by COVID. But, yeah. you know, we put a, you know, we put in a lot of time, you know, weeks, months, um, building 50 tables of beautifully painted terrain. And, you know, I guess I don't want to sound snobby, but, you know, I'm, I'm not doing all that effort to have gray plastic playing on sure. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because, again, you know, you, you can see it anywhere, but Adepticon is such a destination because of that. Like, if you go there, you're, you're, you're going to see the, you know, some of the best-looking miniatures games, you know, people are playing anywhere. And it's, it's always, and for every system, right? Like, you know, um, how do you, how do you coordinate all that? It's, it must be a tremendous undertaking. Yeah, I mean, we, we have, you know, I think, somewhere between five and 600 events, um, scheduled in the in the adepticon schedule there's a a team of you know close to 180 uh staff and volunteers that that help adepticon and help put on adepticon um tons of different event teams um it's a lot of work by a lot of people um i'm just fortunate to have you know a great staff and and great folks that uh that help us put it on um very fortunate in that regard and um you know, I think a lot of it comes from, you know, a lot of that comes from people coming to Adepticon and having a great time and wanting to give back to the community and wanting to give back, you know, to to help put something on at Adepticon because of, because of what they've themselves, you know, gotten out of it. And so we're, we're very fortunate. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it shows, again, that, that community around the show really, you know, um, it's just fantastic. And it, it's, it's, it shows that... It, it, Every aspect from you know the tables to the, the the nature of the players, like I, it's so rare that I see anybody having a bad time at Adepticon, even if they're playing in a serious tournament or something. And I, it's, it shows to what a great job you guys have done in cultivating those those players. Yeah, we try. Um, it, it's not to say you know I, you know, in the growth of Adepticon, I used to, you know, I, I still do. I mean, I, I take very personally the the experience of our attendees having you know i want everybody to come to adepticon and have a great time um and you know the unfortunate reality is when you get about six thousand people together um somebody's not going to have a good time unfortunately sure. it's painful um but you know I've, I've 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 worked hard to come to terms with that over the years yeah <laughs> so um used, used to really you know bother me but um i've Maybe I've gotten a little more jaded as I've gotten older. I don't know. Fair enough, but I, I think I think it's a very uh, unusual thing to happen. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the vast majority of you know, one of the sad things when you hear about events and tournaments and and convention stuff is you 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 tend to hear about the exceptions that were were bad, uh, and you don't hear about the you know, hundreds and really thousands of games that go on where people are having fun and, and, uh, you, you, you hear about that one, you know, that one incident that occurred, you know, from an internet perspective, um, sure. 
and you know that kind of discolors the experience i guess that's fair but I, I think the positive community really you know far outweigh that um you know a great example is you know your your open hobby area which sometimes you don't see at a lot of conventions um and you know the 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 fact you can you've got you got that area in the hotel where you can sit down and just do any kind of hobby you want people are there to help you out and the fact that you know you're even giving back to help those people out this year with the uh, the port waffle stuff aren't you yeah i mean that area um we we always kind of wanted to have like a hobby lounge area um you know one of the things i'm 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 very proud about is you know we we made a commitment early on at adepticon to to support putting on some hobby seminars and kind of had a vision for that area um and, you know, we have a great uh, guy leading that up, uh, Damon Drescher. And that hobby hobby area, you know, outside where it's just kind of like a hobby lounge and they call it Fort Wapple because James and Kathy have, have really donated a lot of their, their time, energy, and effort to sort of man that area and kind of support that area. Um, but really proud of that. I mean, how that's grown into, it's almost kind of like a convention inside of a convention. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, there's always a lot of excitement and I mean, that, that, that hobby lounge areas, you know, I'm, I'm, I get down on the floor for my hotel about 6am, 6 6.30 every morning. And I, you know, it's usually 2, 3am before I'm, yeah. I'm going back up those elevators sure. and I'm always walking past that hobby lounge area yeah. and it's full. I mean, there's uh-huh. people there, you know, head down. You know, magnifying glasses, painting. Uh-huh. Other people are helping one another with with, with some uh, you know cri- you know some uh, critiques of models and showing showing different things. It's 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 a fantastic vibe in that in that hobby lounge and hobby seminar area for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think it's such a cool cool extra feature of, of the convention uh, and the fact that it's open essentially twenty four seven during the event, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like if. You- if you're there at Saturday morning, you know, two o'clock, three o'clock, and you've had a drink or two and you got to go put together your space brains that it's there for you. Yep. Yeah, no. And, and the people that they're there are always so, so friendly and so willing to help and give advice. And a lot of the, a lot of the hobby seminar instructors, you know, between classes are out there sitting. So it's, 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 it's a great experience for sure. Yeah. And again, I thought it was very cool. That, you know, you guys were promoting the, uh, the Fort Waffle t-shirt for, uh, for Kathy this summer. That was really kind of you. Yeah, we raised um, uh, right at about nine thousand dollars for wow. them. Um, you know, really thank the community for turning out and supporting uh, and buying those shirts. Um, we got a few, you know, still available, but the vast majority of them have have sold. And you know, if you know anything, I mean, I'm not sure how many people know about James and Kathy, but you know, James is a pretty prolific painter. So is his wife Kathy, and um, you know, they're full time. Uh, you know, they're their income is from, you know, it's really from painting in this hobby. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't live, a uh, they don't live, a what's, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't live a lifestyle. Yeah. They don't live an exact, you know, a, a real extravagant lifestyle. And, um, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, Kathy's had, had a, uh, a, a cancer diagnosis and, um, you know, she's, she's, she's battling it and uh, we're there to support her. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys were able to get some help rallied for, for them. So that was, that was very cool of you. Uh, 
So I think that's why, but you know, so uh, one of the really big things about Adepticon every year are the painting competitions. Um, back when Crystal Brush was still a thing, you guys were the host of that. Now uh, Golden Demon is back in the U.S. with uh, with Adepticon every year, which is super cool. Um, and there's lots of other companies have their own painting competitions. I'd love to hear more about about what goes into all of those and uh, what you guys do to cultivate those. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had talked with uh, Games Workshop for years about, um, you know, bringing a Golden Demon to Adepticon, uh, returning, you know, with, with the Golden Demon. Um, you know, it was a plan that we had kind of put into place five, ten years or so. I mean, you know, really a culmination of a lot of, a lot of time and effort. But, you know, originally the Golden Demon was going to come back in 2020, got delayed due to COVID, um, happy to have it, um, had some fantastic, you know, fantastic entries last, last year, thought the location where, where all the cabinets were was great. Yeah. That was very cool. That whole section upstairs. Yeah. 30, 30 plus cabinets full of, you know, full of models and, you know, they had, you know, a really, uh, a great response in the number of entries and, uh, the judging and the overall winner, it was it was a really cool experience to see that at Adepticon. I, I, I'd seen Golden Demons at, at Chicago Games Day and, and some of the other Games Days that I had attended, but uh, to have one at, at Adepticon was 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 pretty special for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's just not just Games Workshop. There are like other companies like Privateer Press and stuff have their their own uh, painting competitions, don't they? Yeah. So um, you know. We have a number of company-sponsored um, painting competitions. This is going to be the the first year of uh, Atomic Mass Games and the Worthy, uh, which is a, a Marvel Crisis Protocol painting competition. Oh wow! Has an amazing, cool Odin trophy that's uh, you know I don't know probably the size of a twelve pack of, uh, of of you know big case of soda. Or, <laughs> awesome! Yeah, it's 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 big, and. Um, you know, so looking looking forward to see what happens there, and then you know, Privateer Press for years has been having their their event, and um, and uh, you know, Creature Caster and a number of different uh, different uh, companies have their own own painting competition within the vendor hall, typically. Um, so there's you know, if uh, there's plenty of plenty of competitions to enter stuff in, and uh, you see see people, you know, that are bringing stuff to enter in the Golden Demon, enter in, into some of the other painting competitions as well. Very cool. Um, do you as the staff ever get involved in those competitions yourselves, or is it purely run by the companies? It's purely run by the companies. I mean, the, the, the background was, and, you know, <clears throat> back in the early, early days of Adepticon, we had, we had our own internal painting competition called the Rogue Demon. And, you know, it, it really became a, a choice between letting our hobby side of Adepticon, the, the hobby instructor side of Adepticon, have them focus on like putting together a, the, the class schedule and, and, and focus on, on the classes or have them focus on the painting competition. And it was at that point in time where we were talking with, um, you know, cool mini or not. Um, who was interested in putting on a painting competition. It just made sense. I mean, putting on a painting competition is a lot of work. It certainly um, is. A lot, a lot of work. And um, just made sense really to, to try to partner with companies that wanted to host their own, their own painting competitions and let, 
let our staff kind of focus on putting on, you know, the seminars and the hobby lounge and, you know, some of the ancillary things that are, that go on at the show. Um, because the, the effort in doing the, the paint judging and photography and, you know, it's just, just a, a real massive amount of work. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of segues to one of the things that's one of the highlights of Denticon is the, the track of hobby events you can take there. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, we have, I think, uh, seven or eight, might be eight, dedicated classrooms um, all weekend long that are running running classes, some, some that are, you know, two hours, some that are four hours, some that are eight hours. And uh, we, we work hard. Uh, Damon Drescher's the guy that leads up that area. He's got a nice, uh, talented staff of people that help him. And uh, we've been very fortunate that the, uh, you know, some of the, some of the best painters in the world, some of the best hobbyists in the world, um, you know, are, are, are fans of Adepticon, uh, attend Adepticon and, uh, you know, come and agree to teach some classes and put on, put on some, uh, some seminars. And so everything from, you know, uh, entry level painting to, you know, um, non-metal metallics and, you know, uh, high-end uh, skin tone sort of classes. Um, you name it, there's probably been a time when a class like that's been offered at Adepticon. Um, and then we were starting to get some folks that are also, you know, doing some teaching on, on 3D sculpting or, um, you know, resin casting or, oh, wow. you, know, you name it. Um, Heck, I think we even had, we, we've had people, you know, even do seminars on game design. I think, uh, I think maybe even DC was involved in one of those. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's, we, we, we put on a, you know, pretty sizable class schedule, uh, all, all Adepticon long. And, um, but, you know, one of the things I, I see every every cart that comes in from registration. And so I get a kind of an idea of of, you know, what what attendees are selecting. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of folks that come and, and they just do they just do seminars all weekend long. There's there's a, there's definitely a group of people that do that. Um, there's a group of people that play in a few events and take some seminars. And then there's certainly a group of people that are only coming there to, to play. But um the, the number of people that come and either are picking up a sizable portion of their schedule of seminars has been something that's grown over the years for sure. Yeah, my, my buddy Marky does that every year. He flies out. He just, he just takes uh, hobby classes dawn to dusk. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and, you know, airbrush stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to learn a new technique or, I mean, I, I think one of the amazing things is some of the best painters I know are, are people that are taking classes from, you know, other people that they that they greatly respect and yeah and everybody's learning something and uh yeah it's 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 interesting and it's evolved over the years i mean you now have you know have a lot of people that you know that have podcasts and social media and um got a youtube channel or a patreon and you know this is an opportunity at adepticon to, to come and put on a couple classes and you know, kind of meet your audience yeah, I mean, I was so excited to be there for Brush Builders Union uh, this past year because I, I hoped to be there for years, but then, of course, there was the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Brush Builders Union is at its heart. It's, it's a community, and it was it, it was so gratifying to not just um, 
you know, get opportunity to talk to people and have people join the, the union, which they did at the, at the show, but to connect with people who had joined previously, but, you know, had, I had never met because they're on another part of the country, um, or there had been a pandemic in, or in both, both in this case. And, uh, it was, it was so cool to shake hands and see all these people, you know, I had spoken to in our discord and knew online, but, um, that hadn't met before. So that was, that was very gratifying. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the international attendance at Adepticons, you know, another one of those things that's, you know, amazes me every year. So, you know, we, we draw we draw internationally, especially now with, uh, you know, with the Golden Demon. And, yeah. And, but even before then, we were drawing, drawing considerable number of people that, you know, attending from from uh, other countries. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. of course, made, made the whole COVID thing even more, more difficult. But, sure. you know, yeah. So, uh, Adepticon, it's at the end of March every year. Um, it's coming yeah. up in just, just about three months now, four months, yep. something like that, less than four months, I guess. Um, what is on the agenda for Adepticon 2023? You, I know you, I don't think you've released all of your event schedules and stuff yet, so I don't want to, I don't want to corner you with anything you can't talk about, but is there anything coming that you're really excited about? Um, well, uh, I mean, a couple of things, right? We got an event preview coming up, uh, December 16th. Um, so and then uh, registration is going to go live uh, January eighth. Um, you know the dates of Adepticon are March twenty second through through that weekend. Um, you know one of the things that that some veteran Adepticon attendees might notice is that's a little later in the year um, than we've traditionally done. It's it's about the same time that we did it last year, but you know COVID has changed things for us, and that. Um, we need to make sure that we're with you know a certain number of days away from the show when when registration goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about having six thousand attendees, and uh, you're outside of that ninety day window, and you gotta issue refunds. It, it's it's a big big problem. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, so for people that are wondering why why we're we're, we're later in the years, because well, it just means that if there is an issue that we have, we have you know, a much easier path to resolution. So, um, but, but that's, that schedule will go up, that preview schedule will go up. Um, You know, you know, last, uh, you know, that, well, I mean, Atomic Mass Games is, uh, has announced they're going to have some shadow, shadow point demos. uh, Yeah. The new Star Wars game, right? Yeah. The new Star Wars game. And I mean, you know, if you go out and look at that, that looks fantastic. Um, You know, we're, we're excited really to be back um year two after the 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 pandemic to to really see how things things pan out um i thought we were really fortunate last year i mean we we came back first year back from covid um and you know we were only down down less than less than 10 percent of our attendance which, oh, wow you know if you if you compare that to other events coming back or other other you know, other activities that were coming back, you know, we're, we're well ahead of that. So, um, very, very, very happy about that. Um, but as far as, you know, different things that are coming, I mean, we got a major, uh, 40 K terrain, um, revamp that we're working on. Um, so folks can look forward to, to seeing a lot of new, new terrain on the 40 K tables. Um, you know, we do that every year, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a constant thing. But um, you know, we do have a big project for that going on this year. Um, what do you do with all of your tables and terrain when it isn't Adepticon? 
Well, I have a big storage in it. I got yeah. a I got a thirty by hundred uh, warehouse space that oh, we, wow. uh, we store everything in, and we work in you know pretty much almost every weekend. Um, you know, I've been working on Adepticon stuff pretty much every weekend for the last four or five months. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it takes um, you know, I I look back at Adepticon, and we used to. We used to haul everything up there in my, uh, had an old E350 cargo van and uh, about a 20 foot trailer. And now we're taking, you know, three semis um, plus plus a, a big trailer and a couple U-Hauls to wow. get everything up to the show. And what does it take to set all that up? Well, I mean, we're very, again, very fortunate. We have, you know, if you've ever, ever been there on Wednesday night, and you see, you know, we come in, you know, we pretty much unload everything on Tuesday, um, get everything set up, get everything ready. Um, you know, the swag bag, BIG bag, um, stuffing, um, get an army of volunteers that come through and, and, and get those bags, um, filled. Um, and, you know, we're opening registration by, you know, five, six o'clock at night on, on Wednesday night. So, you know, Less than thirty six hours. Yeah, well, it's such a. I mean, and it's such a big show. You have you have two venues now, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we've we've um, we've expanded to uh, the Hyatt Regency. Um, you know, we have at the main venue we have about one hundred and sixty thousand square feet plus plus the foyer space, and uh, you know that's one of the biggest venues in Chicago. Um, you know, certainly one of the biggest venues outside of downtown Chicago. And, um, you know, we've, we're, you know, when I, when we first moved in there, I thought, man, no way we're ever going to fill this. And then, huh. you know, two years, two, three years after we'd been there, it's like, man, we need more space. And so, um, you know, we, we've, we've looked at moving to some bigger facilities, um, and what that would do. You mentioned sort of the vibe of the show earlier and, the, the ability for people to to essentially you know stay in the hotel and come down and be in the event space um, you know that's just super convenient to have the free parking to have you know the the proximity to the airport and various things um, it's just a great location um, you know if you move to a larger facility there's there's pros and cons sure and so we also knew that the city of Schaumburg was 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 going to be doing a, a parking deck build um, to create additional parking spaces, which, you know, if you tried to park there on a Saturday, you know, you know, the pain. Um, and they're also planning to add an additional 60,000 square feet onto the facility we're, we're currently in. Oh, wow. So that would be two additional, you know, if you know that main ballroom space where the vendor hall is, right. Um, mm -hmm. That's three sections. There's the, the the 40k side, the vendor hall, and then then the side where we typically have the uh, asthma day events. Yeah. Um, they would add two more sections, uh, one on each end. Um, you know, that's obviously gotten delayed with with COVID as well, right? And mm -hmm. um, there's some other development that's going on in the area. They're bringing in like a Mario Andretti Andretti experience and some other things like that that are going to come up over the years. Cool. So. You know, our hope is, you know, just like with Gen Con and some of the other conventions, uh, you know, bigger conventions all have, uh, 
annex areas, you know, where there's off, you know, additional, yeah. additional sites. And we've uh, partnered with the Hyatt Regency, which is, you know, a stone throw from the, from the venue we're currently in. They have an additional 500 or so parking spaces there and uh, a bunch of additional hotel rooms and a bar and other restaurants. Um, and they, they bring to the table, you know, some pretty sizable event space. And so our job is to try to figure out how we can incorporate that into the Adepticon experience. And, you know, that's a work in progress. Um, you know, last year was the first year we did it um, at the Hyatt and we, we'd had some we had some uh, ancillary spaces uh, in the past. Um, uh, we had, we'd partnered with Harper College or something like that and did some events there. But, um, you know, really the higher Regency is really the first kind of like hotel venue that we've decided to really expand into. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do more of that this year. Um, try to work out the, the shuttle bus situation a little better and, you know, hopefully integrate you know, the Hyatt experience, you know, with the, with the main venue as much as possible. That's cool. So, um, at the Hyatt, you know, what are the events over, as I recall, it's more of the historical gaming was kind of over there last year. Yeah. I mean, we, last year we, we, we pretty much had the historical games over there and, and, you know, the, the decision was kind of a difficult one. Um, you know, what do you, what do you move over there? Right. And so, sure. um, you know, you could move all the one-off games, um, but that didn't seem like that'd be very cohesive, right? And um, so, you know, the decision was was made uh, to move, you know, everything that kind of had a historical theme to kind of keep keep that all that keep that all together, keep that vibe together. Um, and you know, I think not without some 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 uh, growing pains, uh, it, it all went off pretty well. Um, We'll be looking, you know, to be to be completely fair and honest, like one of the reasons why we why we got the Hyatt Regency under contract was, you know, if you think back to to when Adepticon was was coming out of COVID, we didn't know what the restrictions were going to be. Yeah, right? we had no idea. So um, they could have said, oh, well, you know, you can come back, but only at 50 percent capacity or you got to have sure. so much space between tables. So, you know, part of the part of the Hyatt Regency expansion was to give ourselves enough flexibility that if if those sort of restrictions were in place, we could still hold Adepticon but spread out. And sure. um, so, as a result, um, a lot of the Hyatt Regency we didn't really leverage last year. I mean, there was there was a lot of gaming space over there that that uh, could have been utilized better, um, and we're going to look to utilize it better this year. That's very cool. So do you think uh, it historicals over there again this year then largely? Yeah, historicals. There'll definitely be there'll definitely be some other events that'll that'll move over there. Um, you know, I mean ultimately, um, you know, the idea would be for if you're over at the Hyatt that your your experience, your Adepticon's experience is gonna be very similar to your experience at the at the Schomburg. And, you know, sure. I, I think you know, hobby seminars are, you know, we're, we're maxed out on hobby seminar space at, uh, at the, uh, at the Schomburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's rooms. I mean, this is, this is maybe one of the dirty secrets I'll, I'll share with you, Simon. All right, that, exclusive. Is, that is that like that for, for hobby seminar stuff, right? I mean, 
look, we aren't running a 48 person tournament in any of those hobby seminar rooms, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 those rooms, uh, when we, when we get a, the availability of the entire venue and it's ours, we have those spaces. Well, you know, the, the hobby seminars have made great sense in those rooms where you can get 12, you know, 16 yeah. classroom style for, for, for a seminar a painting class. So, you know, guess what? Those same sort of rooms exist, you know, over at the Hyatt. So there's, there will definitely, and we also have a lot of, we have a lot of vendors. Um, honestly, a lot of, a lot of social media uh, requests too, where people want to have a room where they can meet with their, their audience or do a shindig or have a, you know, have a after hours sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that stuff, honestly, could, could, could uh, take place over at the Hyatt, um, you know, because we'll have more room flexibility over there. Sure, yeah. I don't think I'm telling anybody anything they don't know when, you know, if you're talking about venue prices for food, you know, the the Schomburg versus the Hyatt is going to be a, a little more reasonable when you're talking about, you know, food and beverage banquet sort of stuff. So. You know, actually, this, this is an aside I just want to mention. I, I go to a lot of conventions professionally, which means I, I eat a lot of convention food, which is, you know, almost always terrible and uh, i was at adepticon last year and uh i you know they have the the, the hotel sets the vendor food out there in the hallway which is quite close to my booth and i was i was starving and i was like all right well i guess i'll go get this burrito and it's gonna be I, i'm like i'm gonna steal myself for this terrible convention burrito and i was like this is actually a pretty decent burrito and i was shocked like <laughs> yeah you know and and greg sparks um who's one of the one of the, the you know one of our top uh, Adepticon staff members, he's in charge of a lot of the hotel logistics stuff. And, um, you know, he's worked really hard with the chef and the, and the folks at the Schomburg to make sure that the, the food's good, um, and putting on, you know, a variety of menu. And because, I mean, one of the things for us is like, you think about it, Simon, right? I mean, most attendees are tired of con food by, by Sunday, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, we get there on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're real. We're really tired of it. Um, but you know, the food honestly is really good there. You know, one of the things we've tried to do is is make sure that pricing is reasonable. Um, not going to please everybody, um, but you know, typically we try to work on there be some kind of daily special where it comes with a drink and you know. Uh, uh, an entree and, and, and a side or something, and it'd be ten bucks or whatever. Um, I was I was astounded not just at the fact that like the food was actually like it tasted like real food and it wasn't just you know a, a depressing hot dog, uh, but sure. the price was quite reasonable. I was I was I was stunned. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was very impressed. You know, I know, uh, but you know, we do. <laughs> we always get people that you know um, are shocked by how much a coke costs or how much a beer costs, and yeah, you sure. Know, one of the things I, I try to tell people is I'm like, well, you know, you're going to, when you, when you, when you come to the Schaumburg and you attend Adepticon, you're coming to an entertainment venue and, you know, whether you're going to Wrigley Field to a baseball game or you're going to a concert or whatever, it's an entertainment venue and you're not going to get bargain ba basement pricing at an entertainment venue. That just right. isn't going to happen. Right. I mean, there's not yeah. a lot we can do about it. Um, sure. But you're going to pay, you know, you're going to pay a couple bucks for a bottle of water. It's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I, but again, you know, I guess it's probably my experience of having gone to so many conventions over the years that, you know, yeah. I, I walked into Adepticon very prepared to pay 
you know, $16 for a depressing, sad hot dog and maybe a bottle of water. And I would, I was just, it sounds like this is actually real food for like a decent price. So I was, you guys have done really well on that. I was, yeah, great. I mean, that all credit goes to, to Greg and Shelly. Um, you know, they've worked really hard to, to keep, keep prices reasonable and work with the, the chef and the hotel on making sure there's a variety of, of good food options, whether it's, a uh, you know, whether it's that, that burrito bowl or, um, you know, they, that one area in particular, I think you're referring to, they, they, they rotate that stuff, you know, have something different every day and yeah. create some variety. Yeah, that's that outstanding. Great. Well, now that I've talked all about the excellent food experience at Adepticon, um, <laughs> before we wrap up, is there anything you're particularly excited about uh, for, for seeing this year? Um, well, I mean, I already mentioned Shatterpoint, right? I, yeah. I, I definitely am ready to see that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see what year two of coming, coming back from, from COVID and, and, you know, I know, right. That, that there were attendees of ours that were still, you know, impacted and, and, uh, um, concerned about, about COVID. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to, to really get, you know, our full attendee base back as well as there were, there were folks that didn't like, you know, didn't like the restrictions that we had in place. And so, you know, for the most part, knock on wood, those those restrictions are not going to be be in place. Um, sure, we, we, you know we're committed to following, you know, the state and county um, recommendations and guidelines, and you know, hopefully things stay the way they are, and we don't we don't have a, a you know return of 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 a pandemic. And uh, if that's the case, you know, we can get everybody back together again, and um, should be good. For sure. Well, Hank, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me. And on behalf of everybody out there, thank you for running Adepticon. I don't know how often you people have really say that to you, but uh, you guys put on a hell of a show. And uh, all of you and your staff and Greg and Shelly, everybody do just a tremendous job. So uh, thank you for all of us attendees. And I can't wait to be there. Well, looking forward to it. Only only, uh, only like three months away. It's hard Great. to believe. Well, see you in Schaumburg. See you in Schaumburg. Brush Builders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures gamers dedicated to playing their games fully painted and supporting one another in their craft. Brush Builders Union is here to help you stay on track with tools and a community of fellow painters to encourage you in your journey. Take the Union Pledge and learn more at brushbuildersunion.com. Thank you.